This is an Equity Mates Media podcast. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is useful. Hey, Equity Mates, Bryson Wren here again for the Tuesday Buy, Hold and Sell. That's right. We launched this last week. Adam Kiley from Comedian V Economist speaking to an investment expert and getting their take on 10 Australian companies. Don't always have to be Australian, but we started with Australian companies. Uh, this week, we've got another cracking episode. Uh, Adam is speaking to Andrew Page of Strawman. Uh, you've probably heard Andrew on the podcast before. He's been my mentor this year helping me invest better. In this episode, Adam speaks to Andrew about 10 stocks and asks, buy, hold or sell. And just a reminder before we get stuck in that any information on this show is for entertainment and education purposes only. Any advice is general. Adam and Andrew don't know your personal circumstances. And finally, if you have any feedback, head to our Facebook discussion group. Uh, We'll post the episode today and uh, we'd love to hear how you think it's going. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, let's get to the show. Buy it! Buy it now! Hold it! Hello and welcome to a little place that I like to call the No Holds Bar with me, Adam, host of Comedian vs. Economist podcast and widely regarded as one of the simplest minds in finance. Each week I'm joined by an actual expert though to educate me and hopefully you on how they're thinking about stocks and the stocks they're thinking about. It's rapid fire though, it's 20 minutes, 10 stocks, one choice, buy, hold or sell. And we will put our money where our mouth is. Uh, we'll be tracking each stock on the Equity Mates website so you can see how things pan out, good, bad or otherwise. But on with the show and today I am delighted to be joined by Andrew Page, founder and managing director at strawman.com. Andrew, welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell. Hi Adam, thanks for having me. Uh, absolute pleasure. I am super pumped for this, Andrew. I, you gave me a list of the 10 stocks that we're going to be talking about today, and I can confidently say I've not heard of nine out of those 10. So um, I think today is going to be a lot of fun. But uh, before we get started, and speaking of fun, we are, of course, broadcasting from the No Holds Bar, the best stocked bar in the world. And I'd like to offer you a drink to get started, Andrew. This week's signature cocktail is the ASX on the Beach. Uh, not sure if you'd like that one or something else. What can I get for you? 
I don't mind a bit of a cocktail, but I'm a, <laughs> I'm a simple man, Adam. I okay. think I think I'm going to go a good old gin and tonic. A G and T, lovely. Yeah. Uh, yep. my, my wife says a maximum three G and T's before things start to get a bit shaky. Is that, is that your experience? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. To be honest, <laughs> it, it doesn't, it doesn't take a lot. So, but I, you know, I, I, I used to hate gin and I've just, I've sort of rediscovered it like later in life and right. just like a duck to water. Love it. Yep. Can't get enough. Beautiful. Well, there's no shortage of choice in the gin market these days. There true. is about is a very million true. different, uh, more gins than stocks that we'll talk about, that's for sure. So There's a, there's, there's an investment lesson to be drawn from all of that. Do you remember right. a little while ago it was more the craft beer sort of explosion? Yeah, yep. yep. And now we're sort of getting to other sort of microbrewery type uh, fads, if I wanted right. to yep. use, that, yep. use that term. Um, I suspect not many of them will survive. Uh, right. It's it's a br- it's a brutal cutthroat industry, but yeah, great great for a consumer standpoint, right? Like just yeah. lots of yeah, lots of a really high quality gin just sloshing about. This is great, brilliant. Yeah, what what's next? Brandy? Is Brandy going to make a comeback? It's only going to take one influencer <laughs> and they put it out there, and all the kids will be on a brandy. <laughs> this could be it, Andrew. This is what we're doing. This this could be the start of the brandy comeback. <laughs> Uh, All right, let's crack on. We've got 10 stocks to get through. Uh, We are looking for your buy, hold and sell predictions. Uh, And we're going to start with Laser Bond Limited, ASX LBL, currently trading at 88 cents a share. Buy, hold or sell for you, Andrew? This is a buy. This is a buy, Adam. I'm going to very very quickly, I'm going to insert this as a disclaimer of all that follows, right? Because you you can guarantee that if I've liked it, it's going down 30%, right? In the next... (laughs) Weeks and months it is, so you've been warned. And I'm not just covering okay. my backside. I, like, you are warned, okay? And and the other thing I'm very fond of saying is that you can borrow an idea, but you can't borrow the conviction. You've made the you've made the disclaimer, but I'm just underlining this. Okay. Sure. Okay. Good to know. All right. What is what is Laser Bond? Uh, Laser Bond is a, is the name of the company and the name of a technique. It's a surface engineering process, and the TLDR here is is basically it makes componentry a lot tougher. So if you've got a shovel head for a bulldozer or a digger, blades, any kind of machinery that is used in an industrial purpose that suffers a bit of wear and tear, these guys will make it much stronger. So the the value prop here is like, well, come to us and your equipment will last a lot longer and it will work a lot better. So are they, are they aftermarket, like fitting the, the hardening on the tools or they're making the tools as well? No, aftermarket for the main uh, part, okay. but there's some yep. OEM stuff that's in there as well. But what's nice about this is it's a it's a family-owned business. I know it's a public business, but the, the, the Hooper family started it. Uh, one of the sons is running it, definitely is a major shareholder here. Um, it's a company whose revenues have been going consistently well for a long time. I mean, even even in as recent as 2015, they were doing 10 million in revenue. It's close to 40 million today, right? And uh, unlike a lot of small cap sort of growth, they're profitable. They're not just profitable, but 12% net margin profitable. Uh, they pay a, yeah, right. tw- a 2% yield, fully franked. Um, and earnings per share is growing like, you know, 23% year on year for the last full financial year. And that's compounded at close to 15% per annum over the last three years. So great company, good pedigree, aligned management, and their target for whatever it's worth is $60 million in revenue by FY25. So that's sort of like, you know, a good 50% above where we are at the moment. 
And I don't think it's being priced in. Brilliant. All right, that's a that's perfect start. Love it. Laser bond, uh, and that's a buy. That's a buy. I want to buy it. All right. Next up, we got EnviroSuite Limited, ASX EVS, uh, currently at six cents a share. Um, Andrew, I'm sure, as a lot of our listeners do, I spend a lot of time on wastemanagementreview.com.au, and there was a nice feature on EnviroSuite the other day, actually. So I think this is only good things for this stuff. <laughs> Who doesn't go a day without reading that <laughs> wonderful publication? Uh, waste, wastemanagementreview.com.au. It's the go-to source. I've got my subscription, yeah, 100%. <laughs> and good for gifts, too, you know, everyone, in, you can <laughs> share the love. <laughs> Christmas is coming up. <laughs> exactly. Buy, hold, or sell. It's a buy. I've had a long association with this company. I think I first was positive and put a position on it back in 2016, 2017. You wouldn't get it by looking at the share price because it's come back a long way, but it's actually like I've done 29% average per year over the last six years with this because things got pretty stupid there for a while. So I took the opportunity to sell. So I got stupid on the upside. It also periodically gets stupid on the downside, which is where I think we're at at the moment. So it's six cents. What do they do? They do environmental monitoring. Um, they take third-party sensors like electronic noses, things that measure dust, vibration, noise, all kinds of, you know, methane, everything you can think of. And they've got a bit of software that sort of takes all of that and allows you to sort of see what's going on, what's happened in the past as forecasting uh, applications. So if you're running a mine site, if you're if you're running a, a, a waste facility, um, dump, any of that kind of stuff. They've also got another, um, uh, we've got three segments. One is they do water um, software as well. So for modeling design plants, working out dosing for treatment plants and the rest of it. This is a nascent sort of blue sky kind of aspect of the business. And, and the bigger part is they do noise monitoring for airports, which they acquired a couple of years ago. But, but what you've got here is you've got a business that I, I think like a lot of businesses, they were caught off guard by not being um, cash flow positive when the funding dried up. And so they've now secured some funding that wasn't through equity, so it's non-dilutive. They've uh, been growing, I think, very well. Like the, the core Omnis product has been growing at 22% compound over recent years. And they're, uh, they achieved EBITDA positive in the most recent year. They're going to, even if you account for growth capex, they're forecasting to be EBITDA positive in the current year. So the pitch here is, is that we'll continue to see some decent top line growth, hopefully in the vicinity of 10 to 15%. And we'll see them actually starting to scale effectively. So we start seeing that profit emerge and then grow at an even faster rate than that. So I, I think there's a few hairs on this one, but it's too cheap at the moment. Okay. Envirus with it, six cents is a buy. Yeah, buy it up, up, nice. Next up, we've got Catapult Group International, ASX Cat. Uh, this is the one I did know about, currently trading at 92 cents, uh, specializing in sports bras for men. What's not to like here, Andrew? <laughs> exactly. Um, sports bras that, that have some very clever machinery in, in, embedded in, into it. So it's, yeah, yeah. it's not just about that all important support, which we could all do with more That's of. Right. But, but also to do with the fact that I never get tired of seeing burly footy players walking around when they take their shirts off post game, and then they've got, they've got the got the sports oh, bra. I love it. Like it's, it's, a good, it's a good look. Absolutely love it. And think of it as a Fitbit on steroids. So this is Fitbit for elite elite sports. There's another one I've got a very long history with. This one has has had a few missteps with management having this core 
wearables division, which came out of the Australian Institute of Sport back in the day. It's like since day one has been growing its top line at 20%. They they do all of the major sporting teams and codes around the world, whether that sort of be the gridiron over in the US or the Australian cricket team, that they do this. And but they they made some big investments. They weren't prudent with a lot of their capital management and they kind of came out of favor with the market. My thesis here is, is that you've still got annualized contract value growing at 20%. They are management, new management team, um, a guy who came from um, Audible, actually, from, from Amazon's division, very astute in terms of knowing how a SaaS business should operate or a software-focused business should, although they've got some hardware. But they are, I think, at an inflection point where you're going to start to see every incremental dollar of revenue generating a 30% profit margin. They've got a video segment as well with a lot of cross-sell opportunity. Look, things are just too cheap. Right. Just too cheap. So, uh, you know, a, a one that you can probably sell when things get a bit crazy on the upside, but at this point in time, I think it's it's good value. And and pretty defensive too, because even if things get a bit wobbly on the economic front, professional sports isn't going anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. And wouldn't it be great to see someone like Dustin Martin uh, in the AFL just rocking the, just listening to his favourite audio book uh, as he was running out for the third quarter? Uh, through the, the Audible integration. So, yeah. The, the, yeah, that's it. It's got everything. <laughs> that's a match made in heaven. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's a buy yep. for Catapult at 92 cents. You buying? Who oh, I'm buying. All right, Andrew, this one is a stock that could be flying under the radar for most people. It's Stealth Global Holdings, ASX, SGI, 16 cents, buy, hold, or sell. So I said to you off air, Adam, I, I misread the brief. <laughs> <laughs> they're all buys, right? I don't know. Brilliant. Ten, ten stocks here, like, I like all of them, so they're all buys. Andrew, you don't make friends with holds, you mate. Don't. That's, that's what I've oh, learned. No, who wants to sell even, right? Like, we're here to make money. Right. <laughs> uh, I will, I will, bit of ass covering again. I will say, Peter, Peter Lynch famously said, if you're good in this game, you're right six out of ten times. So my hope is, is that in like five years' time when someone listens back to this, Six out of ten have been all right. Six out of ten, and that, yeah. that'll that'll uh, work out to be something decent on average. Okay, um, stealth is super super under the radar, very hyper illiquid, very small. Like this is like sixteen million market cap. This isn't this isn't a small cap. This isn't even a micro cap. This is a nano cap stock, right? Right. So uh, be warned. That means that it can be look if if you've got a million dollars to deploy, this is not the stock for you. If you've got a few thousand dollars. That's not going to be a problem. Um, so this is this is a feature that keeps the big money away, frankly. And this is a this is a profitable business. This is growing revenues very strongly. They uh, what do they do? Oh, sorry. So think of it as the Bunnings of industrial supply. Okay. So maintenance, repair, and operations (MRO) markets. So they'll do things like high vis vests, drill bits, parts for your tools. They've got a huge number, what they call SKUs, stock keeping units. So there's a very big sort of inventory here of, of, of a wide range of products that miners use, the transport industry uses, construction. These are the big ones. They're based over in Perth. They're doing a run rate of 115 to $120 million in revenue. And as I said, the company is trading at I think about $16 million in revenue. Yeah, wow. And they've been they've been growing through a combination of organic and acquisitive growth through a judicious use of, of capital. They've got a big opportunity in front of them. They reckon they can do 200 million in revenue by FY25. So close to doubling it there. And also as they scale this, they've invested a huge amount in IT systems, which seems like, well, 
how do you not have them? Well, they they did it, right? <laughs> and this is, this is, this is the... <laughs> not a cause for concern, is it? That they didn't have IT systems already, or we're we're, we're excited that they're finally they're, they're they're adding word to their portfolio of tools. Well, they're they they're, they're becoming a very different beast. So they've they've grown from these very tiny. It's an incredibly fragmented industry, and it's like, wait a second, there's no dominant player here, and a dominant player has scale advantages. So you get to purchase things cheaper, you get more leverage out of your distribution and warehousing, but it does require its own software. And, and so they've, they've been investing heavily in that. And I think too often investors miss the fact that businesses spend the, the overnight success that are 10 years in the making. Like they didn't just rock up and people started giving mm. them money. You know, they, they invested in infrastructure. They invested in product. They invested in brand. And this is a company that has been doing that consistently and just starting to hit its straps now where I think you will start to see, like this is something that in five or 10 years, I think could be worth $100, $200 million in market cap compared to where it is today. It's going to be bumpy. Yeah, wow. okay. It's going to be very illiquid, but that's the advantage of being early to this. So um, it's, it's it's yeah, as I, as I say, it feels speculative and because it's so small, but it is a profitable business. It's trading on a P of 14 um, and they and they've got a I think they've got a bright future. So it's my it's one of my largest positions. All right, ride ride the piggy bank and load up. Yeah, I think so. All right, brilliant. Let's break open the piggy bank. Uh, next one is Drone Shield ASX DRO trading at twenty six cents. Uh, makers of some of the most ridiculous looking weapons on the market, from what I could see, um, they actually look pretend. They the carry. I saw the the footage. There's this guy carrying this big thing that looks like he made it out of like bits of old pieces of barbecue from his <laughs> shed or something. But anyway, uh, Drone Shield buy, hold, or sell, Andrew. It's a buy. It's, a buy. it's definitely a buy. And this is so it's not a weapon. Um, it's right. it's a it's a countermeasure. Countermeasure, yep. Sure. So 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 what what it does it it'll knock a drone out of the air using um, a certain frequency of electromagnetic radiation. So I'm not going to pretend to understand the tech, but I think I could use one of those down at the beach near our place. There's people flying drones all the time. I might just I'll, oh, you'd have a lot of fun with <laughs> one of these. Yeah. Just start knocking people's drones out of the air using my yeah. using my drone countermeasure weapon or not a weapon. Sorry, uh, not a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's kind of I mean I, you got to be careful here because it's there's a massive tailwind here, but it's for all the wrong reasons. It's because the world's going to shit basically. But we've seen what's happened in Ukraine, and now what's happening in the Middle East. And it absolutely breaks your heart. But warfare is increasingly, um, I mean, we've seen in Ukraine in particular how important drones are. You know, you've got you've got equipment worth millions of dollars being taken out by a, a, a bit of kit yeah. that's worth like, you know, $5,000 and piloted remotely with a bit of C4 embedded in, in the top of it. And so this is big. This is a big deal. And um, they have uh, leading product globally. They have again. This is a business that has been developing this stuff for yonks. Always been there, bleeding cash. Yes, they've been growing revenues, but again, they're coming into their own. They've recently increased their sales pipeline from two hundred million to four hundred million. They're on the approved list for a lot of European uh, and U.S. arms manufacturers who are taking big, big orders. They've got a lot of government support. They should do 70 million in revenue this year quite easily, just based on what's already been locked in. And that's a 4X improvement on last year. And they think they can, we spoke to the CEO at Strawman recently, he thinks he can do 300 to 500 million in revenue in five years time. So that's from, you know, 70 million current value. 
Um, there is a bit of spice with this one. Again, often what happens, companies that are growing very fast also grow their expenses very fast as well. So they hope to sort of make that inflect, pass that, uh, move past that inflection point. But, you know, maybe they don't. We also know that procurement with military organisations can be very lucrative, but they can be very slow moving and maybe they just decide they don't want to put an order in this year, in which case you help with a bunch of inventory and costs and the rest of it. But it's, but it's an interesting play if you want if you want one for the end of the world. <laughs> and handy, handy to have something on board if you are being attacked by a drone swarm uh, any time in the future. All right, why don't, we, uh, why don't we take a break here? We'll be back with more Buy, Hold, Sell right after this. uninformative descriptions like that could mean a lot of things could do it worries me it worries me knowing how smart devices in the home have played out and things like we've got a google device here and like yeah, yeah. It, it worries me that these things are making their way into healthcare if that's the case <laughs> well let me let me flip it around right. i would say you want to be careful rolling technology out too quickly particularly in a such an important area Healthcare, anyone who works in healthcare, I'm sure there are people out there listening, will understand that the hospital systems are living decades in the past. Mm. It is the only, it is the last bastion of, of fax machines and pages. I'm going to say that again. <laughs> and there's, there's people who don't even know what that is. I yeah, would right. forgive oh, you. Of course. There are, yeah, yeah, there, are, yeah. there are things called faxes, which would like be kind of like a printer that you could send the, the, the print job through the phone. And there were pages that would say, you need to call this number. I, you might even need to explain printer, to be honest. I don't know. There's a yeah, lot. I don't, think there's a, I don't think there's a lot of printing going on anymore. Like it's just, <laughs> it is so amazing that, and because the, it, there are, these are big organizations, yeah. very bureaucratic, yep. lots of embedded investment, very hard to change. And so anyway, Alcidian's got a whole bunch of modular software under their Maya product suite. Basically what's cool about this is it's bringing health hospitals essentially into the 21st century so you can look after your beds, your wards, what needs to happen, what needs to change. It's cool because it sits on top of existing infrastructure, so it doesn't require yeah. a complete rebuild out of things. Plugs into the fax it's machine. modular. Yeah. Yeah, plugs plugs in and chats to the fax machine. I think uh, I'm sure it sure, does. Let's say it does. Yeah, let's, let's say it does. Um, but it's it's sort of like every company, every company yeah. without exception. When you read their prospectus, when you read their their reports, they're all good. Like no company is saying, "Oh, this things are really bad." Yeah, like, yeah, of course. I would sell. Yep. You know, they're, they're, things are great. And so, what, what where this has got a very good story. But I think what's interesting with this is that you have seen. Very strong growth in revenue in recent years. It's more than doubled in the last three years. 
uh, some, something like three quarters of their revenue is recurring, very high gross margins that they get there. They're operating cash flow positive. There's $14 million of cash there. There's no debt. Founders and management own 20%. Shares have come way off the high because growth and tech has been a little bit on the nose and a, and a whole bunch of stuff deserved to be on the nose, frankly. But a lot of I think a lot of babies have been thrown out with the bathwater. And I think Alcidium, it's not cheap by any stretch of the imagination. There is there is some decent expectation in this, but they've got a good foothold, particularly with the NHS over in in the UK and a good product set. And I think I think we'll I think it's one to watch. Yeah, I like it. Buy. That's a buy. All right. I'm gonna buy one. All right, next one we've got is Drop Suite, ASX DSE, currently trading at 25 cents. Andrew, I saw DSE and I was a bit worried you were going to buy Dick Smith Electronics. Uh, <laughs> surely surely we're not there. As much as I'd love to see the Aussie, Aussie company back, but uh, that's not what we're talking about here, is it? It's not Dick Smith and I wouldn't invest in that. This is, this is a company that does backup for, for enterprise. So... We all have, you know, Google Drive or Dropbox or something like that. Kind of think of that, but think for a big organization that needs to back up all of its emails, all of its files. Yes, that is all held through a Zero server or an Amazon server or a micro, you know, it, but they're not backed up independently. And this can be a huge deal if ever you're the subject to a ransomware attack or there is, it's just good prudent in the modern age to have backups. I don't, I don't know. If I, if I need to make that case, then you need you need yeah, to catch yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of regulatory um, compliance stuff needs, you know, you need to, to prove yes. that you have the backups so you have those available, 100%. all that sort of stuff. So I can, I, I get it. Yeah, definitely. So it's really good. Um, uh, Sharif, the CEO, is a very experienced uh, tech uh, business person, uh, owns a lot of shares, this is a business that has been growing really strongly and is profitable and is cash flow positive. So we tend to assume all growth is not profitable, and that's definitely a general truism in recent years. But this one is revenues tripled in the last few years. They resell, or they they offer their product through resellers. So you have like basically small IT companies that go in and implement all of this for AMP or Telstra or something like that. And they go through them, which means they're a very capital light model, which means they basically uh, provide the software and product for others to sell and install. It's quite a clever model. Um, the vast majority of enterprises, small, medium enterprise and up, do not have adequate uh, backup solutions. Can you believe that? So there's a big tailwind here, annualized recurring revenue up 37%, $24 million of cash on and very well capitalized. This is probably the most expensive one on traditional measures of the ones we've discussed so far, but I think it's 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 justified. So it's still a buy for me. Um, it's probably not screaming, you know, it's not dirt cheap, but I think if you pop that under the mattress for five years or so, you'll probably be pretty happy with it. All right, very good. Stock up, lads. Next one we're looking at is Jumbo Interactive, ASXJIN, currently $13.60. This stock feels like a bit of a lottery, if you ask me. <laughs> nice one. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you well for done. laughing. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Jumbo Interactive, what are they? What are they? They doing? are a lottery reseller. So if you're buying a lottery ticket online in Australia from auslotteries.com, you're, you're buying it off, off these guys. So they buy it off the lottery company. Uh, it's actually called the lottery company these days. Used to be, yeah, tats in the day. But they they cop they have a pass through margin on that. 
Now, there is a little bit of counterpart, well, a lot of counterparty risk there. Fortunately, a few years ago, they signed a 10-year contract. So there's nothing, for the next seven years, that is all stitched up. And again, it's surprising in the year 2023 to realize how many people still buy lottery tickets at the newsagent yeah, and not right. online. It's just crazy. But it's, and it's not it declining. Is, is, is Like lottery tickets, I think in the age of online sports betting and all that sort of stuff, that hasn't eaten into the not, not at all. The lottery ticket market. We're still, we're still chasing the dream. No, no, it's growing. The lottery is also the most ethical of yeah, gambling. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you hear problem gamblers, you never hear of problem lottery players. <laughs> so you buy your ticket. Yeah, and you yeah. lose, right? And like that's just how it's a one in a million shot, but you you know you're going to lose, but you do it because there is that slither of, of hope. So you're not you're not sitting for four hours at a time in a dark room buying lottery tickets either. I think that's the other. Like nice if you thing spend five or ten bucks a week on a lottery ticket. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah. I'm yeah. not condoning gambling. No, sure. You know, yeah, yeah. and and I do own shares in this company, so I'm, I'm probably rationalizing to myself. I'm a pretty ethical <laughs> investor, but. But why it matters, I suppose, is that you you do see crackdown and regulation on sports betting, on poker machines, for good reasons, because they destroy yep. lives, right? Yep. So governments love the lottery because they get a lot of money from it, yeah, in, right. you know, in, in terms of uh, taxes and whatnot. So that's, that's really good. Um, and it's also one that's not that, – that there's no – people pressuring to get rid of it because it's destroying lives. It's also growing very rapidly, but the, the secret sauce here, um, and again, we spoke to the CEO recently, he's just a, a phenomenal guy. He's actually the founder of the business way back in the late 90s. Um, and their secret source is the software. So they're actually selling the software to other jurisdictions, um, Canada and elsewhere. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, which is, well, you can imagine, it's, you really got to make sure this stuff runs well, if you've told someone they've got the right lotto numbers and they don't, or there can be. <laughs> That's an know. awkward phone call, that one. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, hang on. Hang on a second. Sorry. <laughs> How bad. Yeah. Yeah. So they do that and they also do managed services. So there's a bit to unpack here. But look, I think it's good. Revenue has been growing at 20% per annum since like the last 20 years and even over the last five years and even on a per share basis as well. Final thing I'll say, um, Adam, is that they've got net margins of over 30%. Wow, okay. Net. Like yeah, there are yeah. literally less than 10 companies in the entire ASX that sustainably do that. So that tells you they've got a pretty good moat. All right, that's a buy. I want to buy them. All right, next up we are looking at Balador Technology Investments, ASX, BTI, currently $1.16. I had a quick look at this one. I, I do some research here, Andrew. Uh, founded by one of the most impressive people I think I've ever seen, David Kirk, was a former World Cup winning all-black captain and Rhodes Scholar. Like, yeah. take a day yeah. off, David. Seriously, yeah. you're making the rest of us look pretty bad. Uh, so so Ballador Technology Investments, tell us about this. Is it a buy, hold, sell for you? Well, these are all buys, right? Yeah, It's a buy. Everything. So I only do buys. Yeah. We're not, not getting out of bed for anything less than a buy. Uh, and you stay with it till the end. Till, till the, the end. Till the, till the company is in a screaming heap on death, the floor. Death or glory. Uh, you wrote it right to the That's end. It. Very good. So Ballador. It is. It is. way to think about this is almost like a list of private equity company that focuses in early stage tech, <laughs> um, which a lot of people are going, well, it sounds risky. Well, it is. Yeah, sure. It's a bit riskier than most. But um, they have got an incredibly good track record of backing good investments. 
If you took up all of their investments that they own, so they own a bunch of cash at the moment because they've sold out of some recent investments, they've got a few listed companies and they've got a whole bunch of private unlisted companies. If you add all of that up and sold everything and then paid tax at everything, you'd have $1.59. Yeah, wow. Okay. And they're at $1.16. The share price is at $1.16. Yeah, okay. Now, the astute investors out there are going, yeah, well, that's what they say, these private investments. What's it really worth? You don't know what it's really worth until you sell it, right? Like my house could be worth $10 million as far as I'm concerned until I put it on the market and <laughs> buyers go, nah, I'm not paying that, you yeah, know? Yeah. So, but one of the things that I think is very encouraging here is that when they have sold out or raised money on these private companies, they have their, their carrying value as it's carried on the balance sheet has proven to be pretty conservative, in fact. So 40% of that $1.59 is in cash. So that's accurately yeah, valued. Yeah, yeah. You know, 33% is, val- is, is on listed companies, which is valued every day on the market. And 26% is private investments. And I, I, my, I put it to you that they are being conservatively held. So you're getting to buy a $1.59 worth of assets for $1.16. And they pay a dividend and the management and founders own a huge amount of shares. And it's a great great way to get exposure to very early stage tech where you've got technology experts choosing, picking, monitoring these these companies. Right. Sounds, sounds like a good idea to me, but I am far from an expert. I like the stock. Uh, all right. Oh, exciting. Exciting times. It is time for the big call. Andrew, your last pick of the day is Ava Risk Group, ASX, AVA, currently at 19 cents. Uh, specializing in risk management, so I feel better already. Uh, <laughs> you feel safer? <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Tell us about Ava Risk Group. We know it's a buy. You're only about the buys. Uh, what, what's the deal with Ava? This, this has been a buy for me for, gosh, at least 18 months now, and I'm not covered myself in glory, right? It's not, it's not done anything <laughs> okay. share price-wise. Um, but I think the business, is, I think the business is, is firming up nicely here. So they do... It's very messy because they divested themselves of a business unit. They paid a big special dividend out of that. They've got a new CEO. They've made some recent uh, partnerships and acquisitions. So it's like it's, when you're looking at some of the financials here, it's like what is going on? I think therein lies part, partly the opportunity because it isn't clear cut. So what do they do? They do uh, perimeter detection technology that uses fiber optic cables. So you bury this stuff under the ground and if someone walks over the top of it, it goes sets off an alarm somewhere. Oh, okay. Right. Basically, but it does it doing some cool physics and some cool software. Well, I did read this on the I read this on the website. It says the company's software incorporates an embedded deep learning engine to enhance system performance by referencing algorithm upgrades supported by the company's global data library. So that sounds like some pretty cool tech. That's that for a word salad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hate how companies do this. I still, I still have no idea what they do. But you, you, you've told me the fiber optics under the ground, and people walk over and it's and it beeps. Oh, brilliant! All right, now I get it. And, and it turns out you can run this fiber optic cable along a conveyor belt in a mine or a port, or you can put it in a whole bunch right. of stuff. And it's just you can put it along a railway line. So if there's a rock fall or a branch falls across the, you know. It's, there was a big thing a little while ago about the Internet of Things, IoT, and that that was sort of a little bit. This is this is kind of one of those kinds of plays, I guess, in VirusSuite is as well to a degree, where it's basically that was pre AI, the Internet of Things. Now we now we've moved on. We've, we're all about the AI now. That's replaced the IoT. All about that, actually. 
These guys will be using that too. Well, they use actually it's more, more, <laughs> more technically right. machine learning, but they um, look, they, they've got, they've also do locks as well. Um, so very advanced like biometric readers that you might put on a data center or a military base. And in fact, that's, that's the kind of stuff where you really want to make sure the right people are going through the right doors. And they've got other, other segment as well. But the main one is, is this one. They, um, uh, they are looking for a revenue target of anywhere between 70 and 100 million within three years. And they're currently looking to do about 30 to 35 million in the current year. So this is, again, they've, they have built up a good product set over a long time, it should be said. And it hasn't always been smooth sailing, but they're starting to get some sales traction. In the recent update, they've reiterated this target again. They've reported revenue that's 8% growth on the first half, traditionally their slowest half. And they're expecting margins to grow from about 8%, 9% EBITDA level in the current year um, to something that should be, they hope, north of 25%. So if, and there's a few ifs in here, but if you take the lower end of that guidance and you apply some conservative numbers, you still get a company whose operating profit should come close to tripling in the next three years or so. And I don't think the market fully believes that <laughs> at this point in time. And if if there is, we, we need a few more quarters to really firm this out, but I feel as though if they can, you will see a, a re-rate. And I think this is worth at least 30 cents a share and it's currently trading at 18 and a half. So there's some good upside if they get it right. All right. Excellent. Ava Risk Group uh, currently at 19 cents. That is a buy as every stock has been today on the show. They're buying it. Andrew Page from strawman.com. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been a lot of fun. Been good fun, Adam. Thanks for having me. Excellent. We'll have you back. We'll have you back again. Don't forget, we are tracking all of uh, Andrew's picks on the Equity Mates website. So if you missed any uh, today or you just want to get the stock ticker or find out the, the current price uh, or have a look in a few months and see uh, where they're at then, uh, then you'll find all that on the Equity Mates website. Uh, but that is it uh, for Buy, Hold, Sell for this week. We'd love to hear what you thought of the show. Was it a buy, hold or sell for you? Flick us an email, uh, contact at equitymates.com. Uh, and if you would like to hear more of me, unlikely, but on the off chance, uh, you can tune into Comedian versus Economist. Uh, new episode drops to tomorrow if you're listening to this on the Tuesday. Uh, so yeah, love it if you join me over there. But uh, for now, that is all from Buy, Hold, Sell for this week. We'll talk to you again next time. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have physicians in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.